and uh, he found out I have a Switch. So that's why I brought mine <clears> over <throat> the like, past couple days. And uh, so I played Fortnite with him on lunch. And uh, he added me as his best friend. <laughs> and he just used her phone. He used her phone to text me a mobile game. Is he? Uh, is he? Uh, is he on the on the spectrum? No, he's seven. Oh, oh man! It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a normal thing for him to do. I know. I was saying it more as like it was cute. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh my oh, god. Fuck. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's super adorable. Yeah, man. it's yeah. adorable. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> oh God. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, let's uh, let's get that poured up. All right. Cause we're live. <sighs> also, not like that's an abnormal thing for somebody on the spectrum to do. Okay. Just just to clear that up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. I'm just. I think you're clear now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I just want to cover all my bases. You never know, man. You never know. The world's a very scary place with a lot of people who have a lot of other people following their pages who will report you, make you go viral for all the wrong reasons. So let me see that. <clears throat> all righty then. Actually, here, you take it. All right. So, you went out of town. I did. Went to the rat's mouth. The rat's mouth? Boca Raton. Is that what it's called? Is that like the nickname for it? That's literally the translation. Really? Yeah. In what language? Spanish. Really? Yeah. Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Means the rat's mouth? Yes. Raton is rat. Wow. Boca is mouth. Wow. Yeah, the more you know. The more you know. The more you know. And? Uh, yeah, I went to this brewery uh, that just happened to be nearby called Barrel of Monks Brewing. Um, I've actually seen one of their beers locally, funny enough. Um, the uh, Wizard Wit, I believe it's called. Uh, haven't we had that? We may have had it on the show, actually. Uh, I've definitely seen it around, though. Hard to keep track. We do so many. We do many. It's a weekly show, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I went there actually not knowing that that's where that beer is from, but was kind of surprised to see it. Uh, the main idea behind Barrel of Monks is that they they don't do any IPAs. They don't do anything basically but Belgian-style beers. So okay. that's their specialty. That's what they stick to. They have actually a pretty funny shirt that's like in uh, a Back to the Future font that mm. says, where we're going, we don't need IPAs. Um, where you, you want an IPA? Go fuck yourself. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's not that funny, but you know, you get yeah. the idea. Um that's a pretty hard line to draw in the sand. I know, I know. Uh, and that was one of the, f- the first things I noticed when looking at their menu was like, okay, we have doubles, triples, uh, Belgian. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, no, nothing hoppy then, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, no, they have really nothing hoppy, but they have a lot of varieties of one specific style, which is <clears> Belgian <throat> style. Mm-hmm. Um, so go in there expecting pretty, you know, flavorful, heavy types of beers. They also do have some lighter ones, too, that are more of like... Um, Oh, I don't know. Um, closer to like a lager, things like that. Yeah. Uh, wheat beers, stuff like that. 
Vite vs. If you're more into that, but you're not going to find anything hobby, basically, is the main idea. So yeah. go in knowing what you're getting. However, that being said, it's a pretty cool brewery. I've heard there are multiple locations, um, but the one I went to is, you know, like a little, a bit of a hole in the wall, but, you know, still pretty nice. They got the usual uh, games that you can, board games you can play, uh, TVs and such, and uh, the beers themselves, actually really good. Uh, so for that reason, I, I brought down a couple for us to enjoy. Uh, this one that we have out right now is called the Abbey Turno, which is a double. Um, I had this one on draft, and I really liked it, so that's why I picked it out in particular. Um, the description says, charmingly tweaked from the Latin term ab eterno, which translates to from eternity or since the beginning, depending on who you ask. Abbey Turno is our Abbey-style double. This timeless brown beer makes liberal use of delicious Belgian candy sugar, which adds notes of toffee, dried fruit, just a hint of chocolate, and is dry and very drinkable. All right. So, yeah, that's pretty much all you got to know about this, baby. Fucking let's do this shit, motherfucker. All right. Uh, that's the beer. We're going to have a good time tonight. This is the One Baron Podcast. Come on. Come on. Oh, my God. For your girlfriend. Oh. Jesus. Oh. I almost got it. Mm. Mm. Dude, seriously? All right, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestler's not working for me. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's like a film or something over it. Is this really happening right now? <laughs> On the show? Live? God, it's so embarrassing. Use your teeth. Fuck you. His teeth were expensive. <laughs> Just go get a bottle. I'm going to get another one. <laughs> it doesn't have the, the like, <clears throat> enough lip on it. Whoa. Fuck you. I can't believe this is happening. I can't, I can't work like this. This doesn't usually happen. I swear to God. Oh, this is... This is not like me. Oh, there we go. Fix your fucking setup, dude. All right. It was a disaster. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, foamy boy. Uh-huh. I wonder why that was. Yeah, get a... I'm going to look up the... um. Look up the ABV on this baby, because it doesn't say it on the bottle. Yeah. It's a double, so it's got to be... What do you get? Like, take a guess. I'll say eight. Eight? Yeah. You know what? 8.5. 8.5. That's good. What do you think? I'm going to go nine. Okay. Well, no. No, no, no. I'm going to go seven. Seven, five. Seven, five. All right. The Abbey Turno is 7.5. Look at that, man. Nailed it. Clink, clink. All right. Very foamy because 
We were shaking this shit up like fucking champagne. <laughs> right. We were fumbling a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit of uh, technical difficulty. Never happens. All right. There you go. That's Thank perfect. You. That's a good, yeah. That's a, that's a nice That's, yeah, that's right a good there. pour. That's picturesque. This is the One Baron Podcast. The podcast where two brews grab a brew, drink a brew, and see where that one brew can take us. My name is Marco Dupa. My co-host, Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? This is episode 206. 206. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a weird up and down kind of week. Yeah, it's been. Um, I can say, just as a kind of update from the uh, the car accident stuff, um, that bag is about to hit. You boys ready to go. Ready to fucking go. Ready to get that cash, dog. And I set it up to where it's a direct deposit. So that bag's going to hit. And it's going, mm, mm. I don't have to splash. I don't have to take that check nowhere. Fucking, you know, because that's an added hassle of, you know, let's go somewhere and have them cash the check. Yeah, but, why, why would you Or do take that? it to your bank. Why would you ever do that? Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Some things are still like, uh, like I have to fax something to uh, the other insurance company. And it's like, fax? Right. Ugh. Why do we still have these things? I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know why we still have facts. It doesn't make any sense. No, you can scan stuff now. You have the internet. Dude, I, I, how fast can I use my cell phone, take a picture of something and right. email it instantly, yeah. instantly? Yeah. The amount of time that it takes for me to do that is only the amount of time that it physically takes to do that. Yeah. That's how quickly mm-hmm. that shit gets to you. Why the fuck do I have to fax anything to you at right. this point? Are faxes more secure? No. Why would they be more secure? I have no idea. Well, I guess they go through a phone line, so I mean, you'd have to like <clears throat> splice a phone line. I'm assuming to right. I guess, intercept I guess, the fax. I guess technically it's more secure, but at the same time, it's like, well, what are we protecting really? Because mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that you have to fax is like, like it's it it doesn't make it. Uh, the only thing is like a breach. In the internet security, because uh-huh. it's not like like let's say I had to fax a legal or uh, yeah I have to fax a legal document right, mm-hmm. it's a copy of that legal document. It's just a scan. Right, you're not going to get the actual legal document. So, I can take a picture of the actual original legal document mm-hmm. and email that to you, and you get it instantly. Yeah. The only yeah the only difference is a physical breach of that data, but yeah. Other than that, and and it's not as if like, I mean, is that what they're really concerned with? No idea. I don't think so. I think it's probably just a carryover. Yeah, it has to be just something. People are that just, just used to doing that yeah. forever, so that's what they keep doing. <clears throat> just fax it. Why would why would we change all of these things? Right. I was like, because it's fucking. It's 2019, man. <laughs> think about that. Think about just saying that year, 2019. 2019. We're in the future. We're done with this shit. Next year's gonna be 2020. Do you know how weird that is? It's very that we're still faxing information <laughs> in 2020. Someone out there is happy about it. Come on, man. Even putting that in a fax, a fax machine is like, what, 2020? Why am I? Why do I still exist? <laughs> Kill me! Oh, another trailer for Trailer Trash. Mm. Um, Toy Story 4. Oh, yes. They released a, a full-on trailer. Spoiler warning for well, this show. Well, and as you like that segue, mm. let's get right into it. This is Trailer Trash. Trailer Trash! <laughs> We're going to get a real drop for that very yeah, soon. Sometime. Yeah. <laughs> very soon. 
<clears throat> yes, ladies and gentlemen, you know what it is. Trailer trash. Mm-hmm. Let's review these motherfucking trailers and see how we feel about them. Mm-hmm. So last week, we did some trailer trash, yeah. right? And we missed... One trailer came in <laughs> by, under the wire. By one day. Yeah, it was by a day. Yeah. Literally by a couple of hours. Disney making us look real stupid. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about Disney, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They released the trailer for the new Marvel Avengers film, mm-hmm. Endgame. Endgame. They finally released an official trailer, not just a teaser. Get a glimpse of some of the characters Get some uh, some dialogue. Mm-hmm. Get uh, some some plot. A little a little bit of the plot. Some new costumes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some new costumes. Mm-hmm. What do you think? How do you feel about it? Did everything it needed to do for me. Not that I needed much. Um, you know, I, I saw this article that said, <clears throat> "Do we really need trailers for these?" tentpole like long running series so i was just about to say that and, i was literally just about to say and that. we don't we don't we really don't like what else are you going to tell me i want to see the movie i want to see the conclusion yeah you know are they going to get a new what like new uh viewer through this trailer i don't think right. so are they going to lose viewers if we if they don't put a trailer out that's really the question do you think anyone's like oh i didn't even know that right you know if you if you're into it you know yeah, you know, I'm sure it's just a a um, reminder, yeah, for the layman, you know, who's not super into movies or comic book movies, and just like, oh yeah, that thing's coming out soon. Huh? Yeah, that's true. I guess yeah, as many eyes as you can get, you're yeah, gonna grab those stragglers, yeah, who are like, oh right, but for Endgame. literally, they could just say Avengers Endgame coming out. Yeah. Well, can you summer. imagine? I know that there's people out there, and it's fascinating to me but can you imagine being a person who's like yeah let's just go see Endgame have you seen the other ones <laughs> no. no just seems cool it looks cool looks like a good film I like the trailer yeah I saw just the trailer I wonder if 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 kids growing up now who let's say just turned 13 and are old enough to watch Endgame now if they've watched all the other movies hmm yeah I wonder you know because when they when they were growing up those movies were just coming out. Yeah. Basically, like the first ones. So did they catch up? Are they coming in fresh? Uh, where did they pick up? That's insane to think about. You'd have to go all the way back to what, 08? I think so, yeah. Iron Man, right? To see the first one yeah. in this in this crazy thing that they've created. Yep. And to imagine a world where there's people who just wake up and they're like, yeah, I started watching them at Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you haven't seen any Phase One movies, right? None of them. Those are old. They are old, though. <laughs> they're old I films. Know. I was being facetious. I know, but, but they're they fucking are. old. They're old now, yeah, it's weird. I mean, Iron Man is ten years old, mm-hmm. eleven years old. That's crazy. Yeah, eleven years that's, old this year. It it's so old. Yeah, yeah. That I, that's that's a realization I I came to when I was watching. Um, I was watching Captain Marvel, and they had obviously the Endgame trailer in there, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, this this thing started a long time ago. It's been going so long, yeah, so long. It's crazy, unprecedented, amazing. It feels like yesterday, though. Like yeah. I, I don't feel like it's been that long, but it has. It has. It's been over a decade. Yeah, 
it's been long enough that it's its own genre now. Yeah. It's been long enough that they've created change in these age-old archaic academies such as the Academy. <laughs> right. Where they're like, we. I mean, it's a fucking superhero movie. We can't have that as the best movie of the year. Right. Ugh. Which then, you know can can we can we talk about that real quick? Let's do it. Sorry to divert from trailer trash. Talk about anything, but did we ever talk about um, uh, Black Panther getting the nod? I don't think so. Not at length. Okay. Anyway, how do you feel about that? Black Panther. Obviously, we both liked it. We <laughs> talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, do you think it it was worthy of a nomination for best picture? Well, I'll say this, and I said that in a very loaded way. Yeah. <laughs> As if you're leading the witness a little mm. bit. I'll say this. Uh, is it the first comic book movie that deserved um, the nomination for Best Picture? Mm-hmm. No. Not even by a fucking long shot. Right. The Dark Knight Rises. Not The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Not only did that movie deserve to be nominated, I think that that movie had a good chance of winning. Yeah. If you take out the superhero element of that movie and just make him, if you just make Batman a hard-boiled detective, mm-hmm. a that vigilante, movie, that movie gets nominated for an Oscar, one hundred percent. I have no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. If it's not a comic book movie, yeah, and the Joker is just some psychopath, and Batman is just some hard-boiled detective who's like got a shitty home life, yeah, and you know. You, you keep all the same people. Well, you know, actually, going off that idea, do you think that would help or hurt the uh, the end product of the movie? Do you think it'd be better or worse for it? Well, I th- there's a lot there's a lot of lineage that goes yeah. in with Batman mm-hmm. as a character. He's uh, you know he's he's a, he's a legend. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like Odysseus or something. You know, like yeah. you know who that character is, uh, and you know who the villains are. You know who the Joker is yeah. vaguely. Um, I th- I think that it hurts the bottom line for sure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely it definitely turns it into an indie thriller and right. not top 10 box office of all time. But as a film, I mean, like as a film quality wise, do you think it would be better or worse for having the trappings of Batman uh, with everything that comes with that of it being a quote unquote comic book movie? Or do you think that it, it helps because because you're, you're able to see those characters as characters yeah. and not as these your, your preconceptions of these characters? I think that. I think that it, it that movie's so well written that I don't think it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. I think the superhero aspect of it only adds to the lore of it mm-hmm. and people's connection to it. Right. But as far as a standalone film, I don't think it hurts or helps. I think the, the I think that movie's so well written and so well acted. Mm-hmm. That, and shot and, and shot. It's a beautifully shot movie. I think top to bottom. It's yeah, just, it's. I think it's an incredible. Fo- it's an incredible film. It's mm-hmm. still my favorite superhero movie. Yeah, it, 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 take all of the Marvel films in existence, mm-hmm. and I love a couple of them. I like absolutely love. Uh, but a say, couple that, of them. say that's a Blade's face. I bet you won't say it's a Blade's face. Uh-huh. <laughs> not. I mean, not Wesley's face for sure. Not. Mm-hmm. You know that they, they. He's he's been talking to Marvel about. <laughs> Bringing him back. That's funny. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think um, supernatural things like werewolves and vampires is the last frontier of this Marvel universe before it, like, maybe jumps the shark a little bit. Or maybe they do it well enough that we're still, like... I can believe vampires. <laughs> right. I've believed enough already. Yeah. I mean, we have witches. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. Witches. I believe in magic. Yeah. 
I, I'll, I'll take vampires. Why not? We have aliens, you know, like it's the final straw here. But yeah, I think I think that movie's so well written that it. I don't think it would make a difference as far as the, the quality of the film. Right. The way that it's received, I think, would be the same. The way that like its success would mm-hmm. definitely would be drastically changed. Right. I mean, okay. So back to the subject at hand. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it deserved a nomination. I love the movie. I love Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I had a great time in theaters watching it. I think it's it's super entertaining. It's might be the best origin story besides Iron Man. Yeah. As far as the Marvel movies go, um, but Best Picture, no, I don't agree. I mean, maybe this was just a slow year. I think I think that that's the problem is that yeah. it was such a down year, mm-hmm. and you hear fucking actors and producers talk about it, and they're like, "Oh, it was such a good year for movies." No, it wasn't. Nah. You can't. I can't. I can't name one like movie that I was like, "Oh, that's Oscar." Not like the only ones that I know are the ones that people sort of talked about like i don't yeah. even know what rome was about right I, and and that movie was supposed to clean up and it didn't no i got some but it got a couple yeah. yeah and like um a star is born was the that was the darling right and that didn't do what it was supposed to do mm-hmm. it was a down year green book out of nowhere yeah, fucking green book and and talk about fucking we could i could have a whole other podcast <laughs> about green book um so yeah, this was a down year. Yeah, I feel like there was it was a strong year for indies, but not for you know the ones that would get nominated. Yeah, there was a lot of cool docs. There was a lot of cool like foreign films and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the the big the big ones. Yeah, there was not there was not a huge. So, in that respect, did it deserve to be nominated in 2018? Yes. <laughs> okay. In any other year. Probably not. not. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's a good movie. It's it, a good movie, but it's like best movie good, of the year. Good, that's the thing. Good shouldn't win awards. Great should win awards. I think that it, it deserved the the win it got for what was it costume design? Yeah, yeah, great costume design. Yeah, that would, the, like the entire look of Wakanda and everybody there looked awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they did a great job. But but see, uh, here's the thing. Best picture. He, here's the thing that you're opening up though by by. This conversation you're opening up, okay. <clears throat> it's not just about like Black Panther being the best film of the year or not. Mm-hmm. It's about like what they're judging is the best year, best movie of the year. The right. Academy is so fucked up right now, and it has been for years. It's been so skewed by either being so tone deaf mm-hmm. that. You have a whole year where you have to go Oscar so white. And yeah. then and then in the very next year, course correcting so much yeah. that yeah, you yeah. go to the other side of it. And it's like they're trying like just judge the films mm-hmm. on what they are. This yeah, no, this year I feel in particular was pandering as fuck. Yeah. And that's why uh, that's why Green Book won. Yeah. Was because they went this seems right. Well, in the irony of right. all of the African Americans saying "fuck that movie," <laughs> right, right. But that shows how out of out of step they are. Yeah, with with reality. Yeah, the overcorrection. They they're like um, they're like an inexperienced driver getting into a car accident, and mm-hmm. like it would have been okay if they just relaxed, mm-hmm. but instead they were like, "Oh fuck me!" Right. Pull the and wheel, they hit a fucking guardrail. Yeah, they're it, it's. 
just judge the movies on their own merit. I mean, right. you know, there's going to be years where a lot of the nominations are going to be white people. I know that that's an issue. Mm-hmm. That's a but that's a systemic issue. That's right. something that goes all the way into okay, why do casting directors only choose white people for these roles? Who's well, the, writing these and, movies? And, Who's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of questions and, you have to answer before you get to who gets nominated for an Oscar. Right. And in my opinion, I'm, I'm sure this is, you know, a, a hot issue, but like you were saying, we have to base the nominations and the awards on the merits of the films by themselves in a vacuum. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If there aren't enough nominations uh, for films starring or directed or written by or with uh, compositions by people of color, that needs to be an issue within the system of us saying, wow, none of these films were nominated. Yeah. Or there were no films to nominate. Yeah, because none of these these young... P- POCs mm-hmm. are getting opportunities to do that. That's, right. That's a that's a larger issue. So than, right. So let's fix that. Yeah. Instead of trying to pander. Right. With films <clears throat> that may not deserve it. Yeah. I think I think don't lower we, the bar because that's pandering. Right. We're we're um, I think that we're focusing our laser beam at the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we there's a lot of power in you know a, a concerted effort towards something right and like cancel culture for instance it's mostly people jumping the gun on things but a lot of times it works you yeah. know there's for certain people it's like that person fucked up causing ir- ir- irre- irreversible harm mm-hmm. like they need to just be shut out like we're done with this person right. now things like that can help when when you're looking at but People don't want to... That's the problem. People want it easy. How easy is it to just hashtag Oscars so white? Mm-hmm. As opposed to... Why? Why mm-hmm. are they so white? Do you think it's because there's African-American actors and Asian actors and Indians and so on and so forth who are not getting the, these opportunities mm-hmm. to act in these roles? Okay, why? Is it society? Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it... The, the directors, the, the, the writers, is it the gatekeepers, is it the casting directors, mm-hmm. people, there's a lot, I'm not saying everybody, but there's a lot of people who, it's just so much easier to just go, Oscar's so white, I've done my part in the protest, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, but are you even exploring the fact that, okay, a lot of these films are written by white people for white people, let's get more uh, diversity with the writers, let's mm-hmm. hire more writers for these movies, let's have studios green light more adverse not adverse uh uh unique what's the word for that not not adverse (laughs) more adverse more adverse stories you know what i'm saying more unique stories Mm -hmm. let's get you know there's there's so many other things that we can do than to just say fuck the oscars you meant diverse thank you you knew what i fucking meant i was giving you time i I wasn't i wasn't gonna get it it's fine that shot before (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like kind of scrambled made me things. a little sweaty i wasn't gonna get it yeah okay yeah. um but yes more 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 diversity right and like you know there's not you don't have to force the issue bring in and bring in a huge pool of writers right you know you don't have to say i want all black writers mm-hmm. bring in 
five black writers, five Asian writers, five Indian writers, well, you know, five it, Latino writers, like five white writers. Like bring them all in and get the best stories out of everybody. Right. And I mean, that's bring in more directors, bring in more gatekeepers. The, the more points of view you have in an art form of any kind, I feel the, the more <clears throat> unique and interesting stories you'll get. Right. It'll be something new, something fresh, something you would never have thought of because you didn't live that experience. And we're, we're, we're ripe for that now. Right. Right now is the perfect time we're to do ready. that. Yeah. yeah, people want that. A mm-hmm. lot of pe- that people are, are fucking salivating over it. Right. Why do you think somebody like Issa Rae, super talented, mm-hmm. gets her own show, and the and the show is is from a, a black woman's perspective, right? And it's about her experiences as a black woman. It's very, you know, it, it people people gravitated towards it, right? Because it was you didn't you don't see that. Mm-hmm. Have you, I don't. I can I can't even think of the time. Where you saw that a young black mm. woman, as young a successful lead. black woman, right, going through things realistically as mm. the lead, right, her love interests or other black people, like it, it, like. But the show was a success, mm-hmm. and she became huge off of it. Um, Crazy Rich Asians, they right. didn't think that yeah, movie yeah. was gonna work, and they they were just like, "Fuck it, let's do this." Right, let's give it a shot. It could work. Like the the book was people like the book. Yeah. I mean, they've got a huge Asian market. Mm-hmm. So at at the very least, if it doesn't work over here, it's definitely going to work over there. Well, and it, it, it went beyond just an Asian audience, too. No, but that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, it was easy for them to take the risk because they knew at least they were going to hit that Asian market. Mm-hmm. The fact that they fucking, it went like gangbusters here. Right. It's like, why do you think that is, dude? Mm-hmm. People want that shit. Yeah. New, People new want, experiences, new yeah. point of views. New stories. Why do you think fucking rich white kids listen to fucking Waka Flocka Flame <laughs> right. and Lil Uzi Vert and all these like those are really opposing like yeah. <laughs> I don't know why those two references <laughs> came in. But why do you think that is? People are voyeuristic. They want mm. to see things from different perspectives. Yeah, look through the peephole. Yeah. And like the fact that we still have these these casting directors and writers and all these gatekeepers who was like, No, we still need the Brad Pitts of the world. We already have that. Right. You know? Yeah, we can keep those and add to it. So we're not saying get rid of the Brad Pitts. We're just saying add, add other to voices. It. Add yeah, to it. It's fine. And 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 so that's really the 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 end game here. Ah, uh, what did we think of the end game trailer? Um, what I, did you think? I I thought it was a uh, I I thought it was it does its job. Yeah, nothing's gonna get me any more excited about. Mm-hmm wanting to know the conclusion and wanting to know what direction they take it in. Yeah. Nothing that they show me is going to make me go, <gasps> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, well, and if it did, it's uh spoiling stuff for you. Right. Exactly. So, and I don't, you know, I, I, I long ago, I lifted my, my embargo on trailers. Right. But the reason that there was one in the first place is because they were so filled with spoilers. Right. I will say lately, it seems like it's gotten better. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I don't know really, if we're crazy. I haven't had anything too egregious. Yeah, that I can think of. Maybe they're actually listening to people. Could be. Need something like, um, like that. Uh, Superman vs. Batman trailer comes out, and people are like, "Are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? What is the point of showing all of this?" Right. So, all right, end game. So, trash, trash or not? Not trash. Not trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Brad Pitt, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Once upon a time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. we finally get a look 
at some of the actors who are in it, this movie is just shockful, filled to the brim. Yeah, my guy, Tarantino's ninth film. Yeah, and he he um he went for it on this one. Yeah, as far as the uh, the cast is concerned, there's every fucking everybody's in it. So we finally get our first look at Tarantino's ninth film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What'd you think? Oh, I'm ready. Uh, yeah, I mean everything. Everything about it had a, a sheen to it, like a. It all felt very appropriate for. Um, I think what they're going for, which is like a, a, a '70s sort of pastiche, yeah, in a way. Uh, but I don't know. It almost it almost evoked like a, a Scorsese feel to me. Yeah. Um, very time and place. And uh, I, I'm still really curious as to what the story is, because we don't really get a, a good idea of what the story itself is going to be. Uh, the majority of the the trailer is uh, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, I'm sorry if you don't know him. Um, <laughs> I call him I Leo. Mean, we know him on a first name basis, right? Uh, Leo and uh, Brad Pitt, uh, who yeah, Leo's playing a. An we e- call him BP. Yes, um, BPZ. Mm. That's a dude, BPZ. Serving that gas. Yeah. <clears throat> um, BPZ plays his uh, stuntman, plays right. Leo's stuntman. Right, who's uh, like an aging actor. Yeah. Um, and besides that, we just get a bunch of jump cuts of other actors and people in the 70s. Yeah. So, so yeah, you don't get a you don't get a good look at the plot because you know when when the movie was first announced long long ago, everyone was like, oh, he's finally making a biopic, and mm-hmm. it was supposed to be about the Manson family, right? And then Sharon Tate and all that, right? And then the more and more you learn about it, it's like, well, it no. takes place during that time frame, right? So sorta, yeah, kinda, well, you not see it, really. You though. see some cuts of Sharon Tate and some of Manson. Yeah, so it's it's, I it's gonna take place in that universe and in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like Leo's making a movie during it. Yeah, he's like in a western or something. Yeah, and then um, there's also Bruce Lee, dude, incredible, dude, incredible, right, dude? Oh my god, when yeah. he pops up, I lost it. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, how this guy? I, at first, I swear to God, mm-hmm. I thought it was like some kind of CG. <laughs> they were doing like a Forrest Gump. Yeah, I, I didn't know how they had done it. Yeah. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah, yeah, I was blown away by that. I I'd, I'd heard about them doing Bruce Lee in it. No, I, I had no idea. But uh, I didn't expect it to be that good. Oh, so it's I can't. Oh my goodness, yeah. I can't wait to hear more and see more of what that guy mm-hmm. does uh i think his name is mike mo mm. i looked him up because i was so fucking <laughs> juiced up man i was like holy fuck who is that yeah he's got the voice he and mannerisms down it. for sure yeah mike mo i hope i'm saying that right it's m-o-h mm-hmm. i mean oh man fucking crazy it's a fifth degree black belt in taekwondo nice good for him get those kicks yeah yeah dude oh man Whew. yeah that's so definitely of that dude definitely stood out to me in the uh, uh, the trailer for sure yeah that shit was so yeah i mean i you know um it's tarantino he's my favorite director you've got all the right pieces going on mm-hmm. so far i mean you can't really go wrong right now it looks like it's going to be really good 
I'm, I just I don't see how you could dislike anything about that trailer. Yeah, no, it's, it looked vibrant. It looked uh, live. It mm-hmm. looked interesting. It, it it again gives you enough to get interested, but uh, still leaves a lot of mystery as far as what the what's the plot. Mm-hmm. What what is this story about? Perfect trailer. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I mean, it, just, it did everything you wanted to do. It gets you excited. Yeah, but it didn't reveal too much. No right. spoilers. Right. We have no idea what the plot is. Still, perfect trailer. Yeah, it might be perfect trailer. Uh, perfect trailer. It's obviously uh, not trash. Not trash that. at all. No. Mm-mm. No. 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 We have to think of a term for something. I was just that's thinking that too. <laughs> a positive. What's the trailer? opposite of trash? Uh, pizza. Pizza. Mm. Pizza or trash? Pizza or trash? Pizza. Mm. That that trailer was pizza. Mm. We'll think of something. Yeah, we'll think of something. We'll do that. We'll do pizza for now. <laughs> gonna workshop that. We're definitely gonna work on that one. Yeah. We'll improve that one. Yeah. So, um. What else do we got? Oh, I was gonna do the Stranger Things trailer, but sorry you know. guys, listen, <clears throat> listen. I'm not a big Netflix guy. Okay, let's just get that out the way. Mm. I watch some stuff on Netflix, but if I'm being completely honest with you guys. What I watch on Netflix, I just I look for their I see old movies that they have on there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sometimes I watch some of the shows that they have on there, but the super hypey shows that they have, I'm just not on it the way I'm supposed to be. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm glad you admit it. I I have to. Yeah. Because that's why we can't talk about the Stranger Things trailer. Yeah. Because. Some people would love to. I, I get it. Yeah, I'd, some I'd people, love to. It's... Some people just sit around watching stuff all the time. Some people have lives and can't do that. I... They have to spend them playing video games, okay? I got Black Ops to win. I quit the show. Bye. I'm going to do this by myself. Bill Burr style. Taking the beer. No, don't do that. Leave it. Leave it. So uh... sorry. We can't talk about the Stranger Things trailer at length, but... You obviously watched it. I did. I did. Without uh, giving any details. What'd you think of it? Uh I I liked it. Again, it was another um sort of eighties uh eighties mood piece. You know, they have they have a good soundtrack going with it. There's lots of references to the eighties and um I love the eighties. It it feels like they're going uh well, let me not even say that. There's a new monster. Okay. As there is in every season, um, and it's just—I'd say it's interesting and kind of cool to see the kids grow up. Yeah, because by now they're like they're actual teenagers, and it's—it's uh, it's cool to see that transition from them as little kids to now, kind of getting more in that high school range. You know? Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm curious to see uh, how they handle that, and it's just kind of nice to see all the all the characters at play again. Because it's been a long time. They, they haven't had a new season since 2017. Yeah. I think it was. Um, so I didn't realize how much I missed that show until I saw the trailer. I didn't realize it's been that long since season two. I'm pretty sure it's 2017. Might be like early 2018. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I'd, I'd say it's a... It again, does what a trailer should. Has a few set pieces. Hints at some stuff. Hints at some character progression. Um, yeah, you're right. 2017. 2017. So yeah, no, I'm 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 down. Looks good to me. You got to catch up. Yeah. 
And, you know, there's been this backlash for Stranger Things Season 2. And I don't really get it because I actually really enjoyed it. Backlash in what way? That it wasn't as good? Yeah, people saying it just wasn't good. And Season 1's like the only good thing about it. Mm. And just it's like more of the same, which I can kind of see. But um, it's still, in, you know, entertaining and good characters and stuff. So, yeah. How about you stop whining? Yeah. How about that? That's what people do. Uh, anyway, yeah. So the trailer, not trash. It's pizza. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think so, I too. Think th- those were the most high-profile trailers that had come out. Pretty sure. So that's that. Okay. That was Trailer Trash. Trailer Trash. Trailer trash. Pizza. Pizza Trailer Trash. Um. I'd like to say that the only the biggest thing that happened in the news that kind of pertains to what we got going on here is the fact that and we haven't even talked about this really a lot is James Gunn. Mm. The gunslinger himself. Speaking of Marvel. You think anybody ever calls him gunslinger? The gunslinger. Only once. James Gunn. <laughs> Their first and last time. His girlfriend calls him the fastest gun in the West. Uh, not his uh, girlfriend for long. Uh, James Gunn, you may know him as the guy who supports pedophilia. Oh, no. He was rehired by Marvel to come back as the director of Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Also, they are going to push the filming of that movie... So that he can still direct Suicide Squad right. 2. Which, we just found out, is a complete reboot. And it's called The Suicide Squad. <laughs> right. <laughs> that makes all the difference. Yeah, it's like... Uh, the Wolverine. It's <laughs> The Wolverine. Fast and Furious, as opposed to The, the Fast, Fast and, and the, the Furious. Furious. So cool. We're just going to take the The out, and that makes it a different film. Or add a The, and that mm, makes it a mm. different film. Either way... This was pretty huge news. Huge. Because... Because Disney does not forgive, and nope. it does not forget. Well, and we've talked about this in the past. Machines that large, having to course correct, is mm. a, is a, that's a very difficult thing to do. Yes. To, to move that, to make a, a U-turn with that kind of boat right. is, a, is a big deal. And that, yeah, it, it's like most, a cruise liner. Mostly it doesn't happen just because it's like the machinations, it's, it's too much. Like, why would we go back on that? Let's just get another fucking guy. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's almost in a way like like the, the government stance on uh, dealing with terrorists. Mm. You know, you just don't. So when right. people are like, we want James Gunn, they're like, that's nice. Fill out your petition, but it's not going to work. Yes, yeah, We made our decision. Want. Goodbye. Well, and here's the here's the unique thing about this situation, though, is they never looked for another director, right? Which is very interesting, right? And very telling of this situation as a whole. They had to have known they fucked up. Yes, they had to have known that this was immediately right. Somebody, I think, okay, obviously speculation here, right? Mm-hmm. We're not inside these meetings, allegedly, right? So, what I think is what happened is that. Somebody in power made the knee-jerk reaction and said, oh, shit, PC police are going to be on us now. Yeah. Shut it down. Yeah. He's no longer the director. We're severing ties with him. Yeah. Right. And we should say, in case people aren't familiar, 
Um, the reason why he was cut from the film was because of old tweets that he put out. James Gunn's known to be, or was at least known to be, this uh, uh, this guy that worked with Troma Films and stuff, like very like edgy, yeah, edge lord. So yeah, edge lord light, right? And so it came to no surprise from people who who followed James Gunn before he was part of the Marvel universe, yeah, that he said some really off color, off putting, very racy, yeah uncomfortable jokes yeah but you know i feel like most people on the internet would be able to see through that and go oh he's not actually a pedophile yeah and whatever man they're just they're like you read them in context and they're clearly jokes they're just bad jokes whether you thought they were funny or not it's like whatever they're off-color jokes and to add to that the the person who got him in trouble for this that brought to their attention is apparently this like right-wing nut who did it just to fuck with him, basically. Yeah, because you know? he's a because James Gunn's a liberal. And Typical Hollywood liberal. Well, and here let me let me say something just for just for the record. I say whatever because you know, he understood like he may have pushed the envelope a little bit and maybe he pushed it too far and he mm-hmm. apologized. He had apologized years ago. Years ago. ago. Right. Years ago. We were already over and done with this. People have forgiven him. We were done with that. Right. Okay, he had done enough. He had shown enough. He had shown enough um, growth. Yeah, perfect well, it, word. And Disney, Disney had to have known about they these. They had things. to have known. It's not like they hire somebody off the street, unless they didn't do their job vetting. And I highly, it's fucking. It's Disney, Disney. bro. Yeah, it's Disney. They knew. Yeah, they knew. for sure. They knew, and they got. That's what I'm saying. It was a knee jerk reaction from somebody in power mm-hmm. who had the power to fire him. Yeah, they did it without looking into it and seeing who was the person that was bringing all this to attention and why looking at the context of these things and immediately said we knew about this already but now that's coming to light in this current climate we got to sever ties yeah and they did that immediately well yeah they fired him really fast super fast within the the same week of this stuff coming out i think it was like a couple days yeah 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 it could have been um so i think that's what happened then they let it rest for a while, and and somebody else in power too probably said, "You fucked up." Yeah, we we looked further into this. You fucked up. Well, they probably looked at the, like the schedule, like their filming schedule, and was like, "Well, what are we gonna do about Guardians of the Galaxy?" Mm-hmm. Well, we can bring in uh, Taiki, and they're like, <laughs> um, "Well, what about James Gunn?" Yeah, because remember he didn't. You know, we yeah. haven't looked for anybody else. Right, and then Taika's like, uh, "I'm not gonna do that." Yeah. And they're not, like, well, okay, well, now we're kind of, okay, well, who do we get who can match this tone? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. We can get Edgar... Ru- well, oh, wait a oh, minute. That didn't work no, out We either. already burned that bridge. Um, fuck. Who else, who else do you think could, could do this? Hmm. Nobody. 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 So, yeah, they were left in a, uh, between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And I think the uh, uh, what's the phrase? Uh, better senses prevailed. Is that it? Uh, cooler, cooler heads prevailed. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um. And you know, I think they gave themselves enough time to to get the egg off their face. Yeah. And now we're able to accept Disney and say, "Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. You did the right thing. Great. We're happy yeah. now." And I mean, you know, there's there's still gonna be a handful of people on the internet who are like, "I can't believe you guys. You're fucking supporting." somebody who makes jokes about pedophilia and child rape and all this stuff. And it's like, 
look, dude, they were jokes from almost a decade ago. Yeah. He already apologized for them. They were obviously jokes. Like, you know, it's one thing. This guy is a, a movie director, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if we're, uh, like, if we're talking about, uh, like, okay, for example, that Democratic uh, governor, I forgot his name, but the one who got caught with the uh he was one of the one of the two people in that yearbook who was either dressed in blackface or wearing a kkk outfit like that dude (laughs) i don't care how long that is right this is a guy who's holding public office this is a guy who's making decisions right that will affect millions of people right okay that is somebody who needs to be properly Mm -hmm. vetted and if you find out something like that that's a guy who needs to go you just don't get to hold public office he's not making an alien movie right exactly this is a comedy right Okay, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Just make the fucking movie, right? It, it has nothing to do with this person. Doesn't represent me as a person. This person doesn't make any decisions for me. No, he's not. He's not uh, deciding on law, right? He's not a public figure. That he's not a government official. Right. Any person whose decisions will affect my life, mm-hmm. I want to know that they're on the straight and narrow, man. Right. And now, mind you, this would be a different story if he touch somebody right if, if he, he was actually a, did anything if he was an actual pedophile uh if he was sexually assaulting people anything that would be different anything. but he made off-color jokes yeah that's all he did yeah so exactly you know like and I'm, I'm glad that uh i'm glad that disney just kind of came to their senses and was like this is it was a bad decision we fucked up and uh Here's your boy back. Right. And on top of that, they're willing to work with him as far as scheduling goes. So he yeah. doesn't have to, you know, mess up his all his uh, his new job that he got in the yeah. meantime. When the other other thing is, I think that they were seriously you have to seriously consider the possibility that like there wasn't going to be another galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy without him. Yeah. Well, Batista already backed out. Yeah. Batista was done. The rest of the cast, they were like. We we're, stand by him. Yeah, we're probably not going to do this fucking film. Right. If you don't... I mean, most of them... Bradley Cooper is a director now. An Oscar-nominated <laughs> director now. Right. I, I love the meme of him like, you know I directed it too, right? Because <laughs> everyone forgets that. Well, because he didn't get nominated. Right, exactly. Which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, he's good. Chris Pratt, fucking money. He's fine. Yeah. yeah Vin yeah. Diesel, fine. Mm-hmm. They're all good. Josh Brolin good right uh zoe saldana she's she's a vet she's good Mm -hmm. they're all like look dude this movie this movie's making a ton of money it's awesome doing this but you know we'll live without that check yeah we don't need it we don't need this Mm -hmm. even fucking batista's doing a lot of he's doing a lot of shit he doesn't need this fucking check right and he is strong-willed enough to go fuck you yeah 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 for sure because uh, see, the, the, I think the good thing about Batista is that he's worked in other industries. So yeah. he he's not just a Hollywood guy. Like, he can exist outside of that world. Yeah. And he is. He's going back to well, wrestling. Well, yeah, he went back, yeah. Right. He's, 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 uh, he's in a feud right now. So. Right. So exactly. He's, like, he, he, he knows that he can stand by his principles. And he's, yeah. He's not ruled by Disney. Yeah. I mean, he's doing... I mean, he's got an indie film coming out with fucking Kumail Nanjiani's, like... Hmm. It doesn't. He's he's becoming like a legit actor. Yeah, and there you know he's got a lot of good. I root. mean, he, uh, the thing about it, he was he's. I think he's going to be in the new Dune movie too. Yeah. Um. With Batista's good man from from Denis 
Villeneuve. Yeah. Villeneuve. Because he worked with him on uh, 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 um, Blade uh, Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty forty nine. So. Yeah. Blade, yes. I mean, uh, Batista, Batista can act, man. He's, he's doing it. He's good. Yeah. He's good. So they're all good. So I was like, okay, fine. You don't want to bring back our guy? They're, you're not going to get a volume three. Yeah. How about that? How about that? How about that? Yeah. What, so, you know, it's funny because I remember them. I remember a week before it was announced that um, they're bringing James Gunn back. Uh, they said that they're using James Gunn's script still. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that was story, the other thing that pissed them off. Well, that story came out first was like um, Kevin Feige actually came out and said, uh, just so you guys know, we're still using his script, his thumbprints on this movie for sure. Not good enough. Literally. Like, I remember it literally like a week, week and a half before it was announced that he was going to come back as director. Yeah. So I just find that so funny. Well, that's probably exactly what happened was they mm-hmm. were like, guys, it's fine. Like he wrote it. Right. It'll still just, be. Just do it. And it's like. No. Mm-mm. Well, you see what happened with Ant-Man. Yeah. Ant-Man's a good movie. Yeah, But Ant-Man fine. could have been a great, great movie. Yeah. yeah. And it all I think about whenever I see that movie is like, the this potential. movie's good. But man, if Edgar Wright the had potential. done the whole thing. You see little little brief glimpses mm-hmm. of Edgar Wright in there. Yeah. But like, it's not quite there. Yeah. Not quite there. And I would just, I just love the idea of Edgar Wright being one of the directors in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, I mean, it's it's perfect when you think of him, James Gunn, and yeah. Taika Waititi. Yeah. Like, think about that trifecta well, of mean, creativity. Amazing. I like... Incredible. I mean, I just love that little corner that they've etched out. Yeah. And it, I just would love... Action comedies. For, like, they don't get better than that yeah. group right now. They're on fire. And, and, you know, I just really wish that Edgar Wright could have been... a in that mm-hmm. would have been really really fun Me but too. whatever i'm sure he does too you know yeah it yeah. seemed like there's a lot of sour grapes that were left there yeah but so. you know here's like the the weird thing for people for these studios is to come up against men of principle mm. and it's like they don't know how to act when you get a person who's like oh i can't bend you over mm-hmm Oh no! What am I going to do now? Oh, you're a man of morals and principle. You're a man who stands up for something. Like yeah. what? Like they didn't know how to shut up Dave Batista, right? You know, they couldn't stop him. He's just on there every day. If somebody asked him a question, he would be brutally yeah. honest. Like, I mean, they're fucking up. I disagree. I'm not going to do the film. Like yeah. he was super honest. You don't think that they were making calls twenty four seven? Like, can somebody shut him <laughs> the fuck up, please? Right. But you can't when when you get in this Hollywood machine. Yeah, it probably like they're it probably really fucks with them when oh, they find people who are like, and it's more and more yeah. with with actors and actresses coming from different things and saying, "Look, I don't fucking need this. Yeah. I'm here because it's fun. Yeah, you yeah. can't push me around." Well, I mean, think of think of the power dynamic. Yeah, that's that's the entire history of of Hollywood. Yeah, you know, and. Now that things are shifting, especially with the Me Too movement, I don't mean to dive back into that bomb, uh-huh. uh, but you know, I, I think it's it's very evocative of where we are right now and where Hollywood is right now. That yeah. people now, actors, actors are now looked at as human beings who have their own moral code, who have their own things that they can stand up against. Mm-hmm. That don't necessarily, not in all cases, at least, I'm sure it still happens because there's this dramatic power dynamic. That goes on with these actors who've been trying to make it for 
decades sometimes and they have their one shot yeah and you think they're gonna stand on some high moral ground when they have their one shot to be in a major motion picture right right no, probably not but but things are changing a little bit and there there are i feel like especially high profile wise actors who are willing to take a stand and say i don't agree with this decision that the studio's making yeah and be vocal about it. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood's all about the sheen. It's all about PR. It's all about uh, appearances. Everything goes according to plan. Right. So they're not used to that backlash. Yeah. But with the internet, things are changing. Yeah. You know, everybody is now a vocal public figure. You think people could do that in the 50s? No way. 60s? No way. Hell no. Nowadays, you know, unless you have an entire PR team, which a lot of these, you know, big stars do have. And they should have. Yeah. Um, then you're basically able to interface with this person as a person. Yeah. As opposed to as a movie star. Yeah. So. Well, and we're, we're in an era where it's all about transparency and being honest and right. um, interacting with the audience. And <clears throat> gone are the days of Hollywood stars being up in the hills not interacting with people mm-hmm. like that shit's a turnoff for people now yeah. like you if we can't access you well, for and for good for good and for bad yeah because i like the days of the mystery of mm-hmm. the not knowing of the because like, when i used to do my own research and know things about actors and actresses and, and uh, musicians and stuff it felt like a badge of honor that like i put the effort in to like figure this shit out to read the interviews to yeah. watch the movies to read the liner notes of the albums and learn these things well, i mean think about how interesting like a uh, a biography about james stewart is or something you know right. like you don't know anything about that guy except for what was in the the news like newspapers yeah and the tabloids and stuff so like you don't know that guy you mm-hmm. know his movies you know him through his movies and you admire him from that but he's he's just this guy in your tv mm-hmm. so uh, that that appeal's gone now but yeah. now it's replaced with this authenticity yeah or an illusion of authenticity well and that and and again that you know it's 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 good and bad like it's it's it helps, you know, definitely helps you see these people as human beings and they mm. should be looked at as human beings. Like they're just artists trying to make a thing that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we don't look at them as these icons and as these untouchable figures, mm-hmm. these God goliaths, yeah. If we look at them as just people doing stuff, as it's a, just a job for them, it's a job, yeah, yeah. then they you, entertain us. You can connect. Not only can you connect to that actor and the choices that they make in these films, but you can also kind of like see them as real people and not look at them as like just your plaything, just the thing that's on TV. And once they're off your TV, they don't exist anymore. Right. A lot of people go online and talk all kinds of shit to these people because the only way that they see them is on TV, on their movies or their, their you know, the 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 theater. And they only see them as that thing. Right. And you talk a lot of shit to them because you don't think that that's a real person who has a phone. Like, motherfucker, you have a phone that has Twitter on it. Mm -hmm. What do you think Margot Robbie has? Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times they assume that it's never going to that person. That's just a PR team who's getting this and, you know, not not letting her get that message. Right. But a lot of times nowadays it actually is that person just on their phone. So you never know. And, And people use celebrities as like a punching bag. Yeah. You know, they had a bad day at work, and they come back, and they go, "Fucking bullshit, bullshit, uh, and get it out that way. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of celebrities 
reply to that stuff. You just gotta let it go. And not, well, but that's the thing though. Like with these replies, I mean the the effective way of doing it that I've seen is that they they'll reply with like a Why would you say something like that? Yeah, and then how many times is it? I'm just a huge fan. I just try to get that's your attention. That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. That's disgusting. Sorry, I didn't realize you were actually going to read this. Uh, Fucking pathetic. Right, and that's what nine times out of ten, you always see these stories coming out. That's what happens when they actually get that response of like, "Why would you say that to me?" Yeah, like it's always. I didn't think. Oh, sorry. Uh, like yeah, like uh, you have to understand there might be another human on the other end of that, and if there's not. They may see that at some point. So why, 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 why? If, why do if that? ever I why? mention any high-profile person online as like an at or whatever, yeah, I'm doing it with the intent to reach them. Yeah. So I'm never under the illusion that like they. I want them to see. He's it. never gonna see that. Yeah, I'm not thinking like hey, he'll never see it. I'm just gonna fucking vent my like. No, I want you to see this. Mm-hmm. But on the inverse, like. I want to be one of these people. Mm. And so I'm always looking at it like trying to have empathy. And so yeah. I'd, I don't ever come out, come at them sideways. Yeah. I'm always, if I'm trying to like talk to one of them, I never come at them like, yo, you fucking bitch. You made, you, 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 blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. it's always like, Hey man, why'd you do this thing or whatever? Mm-hmm. But I never come at them sideways. Right. So, I don't think I would ever run into that issue. Well, I like the entire movement of trying to, you know, even though there's a lot of opportunity to be critical about stuff, especially about art or, you know, things you consume. uh, I like the movement that's been going on of people just saying thank you to people who make stuff that they like. Yeah. You know? That's good. That's a good thing to do. uh, A lot of people don't realize how powerful that is for a writer to hear or a director or whatever or an actor just to say... Hey, you did a great job on that. I really liked it. Yeah. Because you don't get that a lot, you figure. You yeah. know, most of the stuff is like, oh, you sucked in that. Yeah. This movie sucked. Yeah. People don't usually go to Yelp to post positive reviews. Exactly. So, so. anyway, uh, it's good that James Gunn is back. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's hope we see more of this kind of course correction when organizations kind of jump the gun yeah. on things like jump that. Jump the gun. All right. I think we'll end it with this. So, um, a new segment where we discuss for you, the listener, what you can listen to once you're done listening to this. It's time for jams, jams, jams. So basically what we want to do is, you know, we kind of we've we've done we've talked about our music selections in the past, but we want to whenever something new or something old that we rediscover comes into our lives and we're really smitten with it. We want to come on here and just kind of, you know, tell you guys about it. You listen to it. You let us know what you think. Um, So basically I would jump off with a couple of selections. Um, obviously, that new Solange record came out a couple weeks ago, yep. but I'm still listening to it. It's a good record. It's so good. Yeah. I really, really enjoy it. So that's one that you can bump. Hopefully, you've, you've, you're have you already on top of that, so I don't want to go into detail with that one. Album that came out this week, or Friday, I guess. It was last Friday. But actually, I don't know if it was last. It doesn't matter. It came out very <laughs> recently. A couple of days. Is 
the new collaboration between the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, Karen O, mm-hmm. and Danger Mouse. Yep. It's called uh, Lux Prima, I think. Lux Prima. Just want to make sure I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, Lux Prima. So they they had this uh, collaborative album. So there's nine tracks. Um, I really like it. Yeah, it's it's emotional. Um, it's not as high energy as the yeah yeah yeahs. Mm-hmm. It's not as um, weird as Danger Mouse can get, <clears throat> and so I guess it's a, a shade disappointing because these are two incredible artists, mm-hmm. and you think that like they're gonna really go for it. Yeah. You got you got a I I would say a musical genius in Danger Mouse, mm-hmm. and Karen O is an incredible singer songwriter. She has so much emotion. And like, um, by the way, um, marry me, Karen O. If you're <laughs> listening to this, I'll do unthinkable things for you. Just, just so you know. God, that sounds like a threat <laughs> for her. Okay, it's a threat to her enemies. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who opposes Karen O, yeah, it's a threat uh-huh. to them. But to her, no. it's it's a love letter. It's a proposal of love. Okay. A real proposal also, mm. like an actual proposal. I still have a ring. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. I know, isn't it? So very sad. But in all, in, in all honesty, I love you, Karen O. Um, we love you. Yeah, yeah. Well, he kind of, but I'm like, I love you in like a real way. <sighs> right. And like a not like a not like a sick fanboy yeah, kind of way, on. but like a real way. Move on. Move it's on. a great album. Is it? It's it's great. I've heard a couple songs from it. Uh, it sounds uh, almost loungy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. You're not gonna get the what the the beauty of the record is that both artists kind of come together and meet in the middle with something different from for both of them. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't sound like a yeah yeah yeah's record. It doesn't sound like. You know something that Danger Mouse would produce. In fact, well, some of the drums you're like, oh, that's Danger Mouse record. Yeah. Yeah. But for the he most part, he has a very part, distinct sound. Yeah, he does. Puts it into every. There's a lot of producers who uh, allow the artist to to dictate the sound. Yeah. Danger Mouse is not that guy. No, he he dictates that sound yeah. very heavily. He has a very heavy hand in his production, so you can definitely tell when it's a Danger Mouse song. Yeah, and one of the things that I've paid attention to from him ever since I was younger was his drums his drum patterns are just they're just insane mm. listen to Gnarls Barkley listen to his collaboration with MF Doom uh, The Mouse and the Mask listen to uh, uh, The Grey Album I mean like his drums are just like they're these we- like he does this we- these weird energetic but they still kind of sound like um, vinyl-y and old school mm. like they're just just incredible yeah, just want to I just want to rip that stuff off. <laughs> so, yeah, Lux Prima, great record. Nice. And you were listening to Uh yeah, I was listening to actually an artist that's new for me named Little Sims. Mhm. Uh female rapper from the UK. Mhm. which is very strange for me. Yeah. Uh very out of my wheelhouse. I have to thank uh Anthony Fantano for this reference because uh he went out and gave it a 9, which High praise from from the melon god himself. from the melon. Um, But yeah, the album's called Gray Area. Uh, I actually listened to it on the way back home from Boca. Yeah. So I had a little bit of time to absorb an album, so I decided to put that on just for shits and gigs. Uh, I didn't really have anything to to base it off of because I 
I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to watch the review for it before I listened to it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of form my own opinion. Um, I just saw the score and that let me know, like maybe worth a listen, right? It should be good. Yeah. So I, I gave it a listen and I was blown away. Yeah. Um, everything from the production to the writing, uh, to Lil Sim's performance, I think are top notch. And I, I wasn't, no offense to UK rappers, but there's an expectation of it being a certain way. But I feel like her her delivery, her writing, her performance is a lot deeper than I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed her writing, especially. Um, there's lots of personal touches, lots of personal stories, uh, heartbreak and uh, female empowerment. And uh, just it kind of the variety of the album uh really surprised me too. So I, I I really like that album a lot and I think that even if it's out of your wheelhouse, you should give it a shot at least to see yeah. what you think. Um I think people who are into introspective rap, you know, enjoy I don't know, even like Kendrick or something like that, I think you can get a lot of similar vibes from this album. Obviously from a female perspective something a little different, just like we were saying, you know, something you're not used to necessarily. If you don't listen to female UK rappers, you know, there's an, a unique perspective there. And musically, it's it's very well done. It all sounds really good. Uh, top to bottom, I really enjoyed it and was really surprised by it. I didn't expect to like that album, but I did. So uh, check it out. Even if you don't think you'll like it, give it a couple of, uh, couple of spins. I think you might be surprised. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Yeah, I think those are a couple of good recommendations for the people, Mm -hmm. party people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there you go. Jam, jam, jams, baby. Anything else? No. All right. Let's get to this brewski review. Barrel of Monks. It's their double. Abby Turno. Double, correct? Is a double. Yes, it is a double. 7.5%. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What'd you think? I like it. I still like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like the bottle says, it is very drinkable, I feel. For a double, especially. Um, when I ordered it, I kind of ordered it out of just uh, randomness, I guess. I just saw it and I was like, eh, let me get that one. It doesn't seem... Because, you know, a lot of... A lot of Belgian styles are very strong, so mm-hmm. they have stuff in the tens and eleven percent. It's like, yeah, let me get something a little more mild. Seven point five. That seems middle of the road. We can deal with that. Um, but yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Um, very drinkable, uh, good flavor, pretty sweet, but not overly sweet. Um, almost lands in like a a brown ale area for me. Right. Uh, maybe just a tad stronger. Uh, I would probably give this one a a solid four point five. All right. Would drink again. <laughs> uh. Well, you did, didn't you? I did. I will again. I, I I would for a third time. I would give this a. I give it a four. Okay. It's very good. Um, solid flavor. Not that didn't really jump out at you, but then again, I guess 
Maybe, maybe uh, we're just so used to. Hold on. How dare you, sir? I, I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Maybe we're just so used to um, IPAs and things being like super strong mm-hmm. that um, <clears throat> you know this one that didn't didn't really knock you off your block. You know, didn't knock right. the socks off. But it's still very good, very mm-hmm. solid. I, I liked it a lot. I would I would definitely drink this again too for sure. Yeah, I like to get like this in a six pack if we could find it. Yeah, just so we can enjoy it a little bit more. Right. So four for me. Four and a half mm-hmm. for you. This has been the One Beer In Podcast. For myself, Marco Dupa. For Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Drink delicious beer. And have a beautiful evening. Also, like, share, and subscribe. And uh, follow our, our uh, personal pages. Hey, Obesius. Yeah. O-B-E-S-I-U-S. And mine, Marco Dupa. All one word. Call your mother. Tell her you love her. Mm-hmm. Goodbye.